face-to-face with future Filbert, this week on The Hapless Heroes. His name is Ebenezer Jr. anyway. It's not, though. Like we established laughs. it. We as- no, we're not cueing any laughs. Cue the, the laughter. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco. I am your host and DM as we are about to get into probably one of the biggest combats I've ever prepared in my entire life. Uh, before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our cast of characters who will be the recipients of said combat. Uh, to my virtual left, we have Dave playing Absolute Integer Zero. Greetings from the land of beatings. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Oh, I think we finally get to fight something. Zach as Pregnart. It's slobbering time. (laughs) (laughs) And John as Lord Gerald the Light. Philbert and other Philbert, I'm going to hit one of you really, really hard. Yeah, so speaking of multiple filberts, um, the fi- the hope- potentially final form of future filbert um, revealed himself to you as see, that's who he is. That's that's we we know who it is now. Um, but he is now appearing to you in sort of this the form of uh, what we are gonna, what I'm going to call for the remainder of this encounter a dread wraith, um, cloaked in green flame. He green flame green flame. Green flame burst from the now what appears to be corrupted beam of the ley line and did his dastardly evil monologue. And, uh, you know, I think that there's really not much left to do besides uh, do the thing that we were meant to do this whole time, and that's real initiative. So we're going to start right from there, my friends. Fantastic. The nice thing is you will ha- you do have a small army help- helping you out here. So you... And as well as Ebenezer and Filbert. So you are not going to be going at this alone. Oh, 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 we're inspired. Um, we roll the yes. initiative. So we get 20 temporary hit points. All at the us. start of this encounter, right? All of you feel the, the spirit of Hedrick um, move you. And yes, everyone begins this combat with 20 temporary HP. Hooray. Thanks, Thanks. Hedrick. Thanks, shout Hedrick. Out, shout out, Phil. Know you're listening. Oh, he'd have such a good song for this right now. <laughs> I, can, I can just go cut the song from the last episode and just paste it in here. Yeah, do that. I'm the show starter, twisted entertainer. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, hey, hey. Heroes from the future, gonna fuck up Vecna. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, hey, hey. Stupid Ebenezer, now you've really messed up. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, 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 death is coming at ya from the entertainer. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, hey, hey. 
Shall I roll a separate initiative for the Modron Horde, or will they be acting with me? That is a great question. You are the one in the prime. I think you're all the exact same creature. (laughs) The way that I'm going to, we're going to rule this, is that with the way that you're integrated, if you choose... Because I feel like you, I feel like a bonus action. To, I mean, a bonus action to issue a command seems like the right thing. I, you know, so you could use a, you could use your bonus action to command the horde, right? You have 140 present, right? Because there are essentially 10 plus the other 10 you integrated out in the city that you'd have to call back if you wanted to, but they are currently searching for additional Modron as well, and you have the air gapped 33 cubed with them. Um. I'm gonna say that you know they will attack as a as like a, a unit or a horde. Um, I'm gonna send you something. We're gonna do a brief hold here. So we're gonna kind of go with uh, and there's not these are the only things that are not gonna be affected here is morale. But uh, we're gonna run this as uh, we're gonna run them as sort of a mass combat group. You know we're just gonna do this nice and easy. We're gonna give them a bat. We're gonna give them a battle rating of about. Uh, we'll say 120. And for those following along at home, a battle rating is used in the Unearthed Arcana like rule set for um, like mass combat rules if we're dealing with like large groups of creatures. I'm actually using the same rough units for um, the army of the you know soldiers and mages of Ul uh, that will be acting in this combat on their own initiative as well. And then when it's time for the to command them, we'll deal with like, you know, because uh, I, I gave future Filbert essentially a Dreadwraith Filbert his own just specific battle rating. And then we can determine damage from there. Um, your Modron will not suffer from morale because they are just you. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, let's go around and figure out what this initiative is. Uh, so Zero, what did you get? I have a 10. Quinn? Uh, I have a 21. That's good. Boris? Yeah. I have a 14. Oof. Ragnar? I have a 10. Who has the better initiative of... Ragnar by quite a bit. I have plus two. <laughs> well, no, not, not even by what's, a lot. Yeah, what's Dave? Lot. Dave, what is your initiative? Nice. Oh, okay. wow. I didn't think yeah. Dave was faster than Ragnar. That's awesome. It's because you have two gods in you. <laughs> Quinn, you get to go first. So yeah, uh, let's go. Let's go ahead and describe this scene of battle here. Mm-hmm. Um, all of you are kind of together with Ebenezer and Filbert um, on the like you know sort of steps of the tower. Future Filbert or Dreadwraith Filbert has emerged from the lane nine is hovering about thirty feet off the ground about 120 feet from you. Um, the army is sort of spread out, uh, occupying about a 100 foot like like area, like on this side of like where the split is, you know, where the ley line had originally been horizontal. So they're on the side where the tower is. Um, and you there's about 15 mages uh, among those 100 soldiers as well, um, five of which were can't, still concentrating on reverse gravity, but um, are hoping to break that and and hope that this structure that the Modrons, you know, repaired around the ley line will keep it stable, um, as it's you know definitely been uh, fucked with a bit. Um, but so you are all about 120 feet away currently from 
future Ebenezer. I guarantee he will be engaging you, if not the army, you know, on, on his turn. Uh, but for now, Quinn, it's on you, my guy. What do you got for us? There's nobody else with him, right? Like, it is just him. Oh, it's just him. But uh, okay. believe me, it's he's 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 enough. <laughs> I'm going to attempt <laughs> to do a spell I have not cast before, um, okay. but I've been holding on to it for a very long time. So we're going to see how it goes. Um, I'm going to cast Synaptic Static. Um, this, it's 120 foot range, so I can attack him from up there. Uh-huh. Um, each creature in a 20-foot radius, and if he's up there by himself, then there's nobody else around him. Nope. Um, centered on a point, must make an intelligence saving throw. This is the catch. I feel like he's going to succeed in this. <laughs> but we're going to see okay. how it goes. Um, it probably would be a fail. However, he will use legendary resistance. <laughs> Wish no! he remembered to give it this time. <laughs> no! Automatically pass the save. That's so lame! Um, okay. That's fine. You can after, that a, once per turn. after a failed save, a target has muddled thoughts for one minute. During after that what? time. After a failed save or a successful save? After a failed save. Well, I don't care about a failed save. So tell me what happens on a successful one. What do you mean? Oh, 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 I'm dumb. Uh, nothing. No, oh, yeah, half no. as much damage. Never mind. Sorry, I found it. All right, so a target takes 8d6 psychic damage. 86. Or... <laughs> now, or he was half, very specific with the D this time. 8d6 <laughs> uh, psychic damage or half as much on a successful one. All right, so um, roll 8d6 and give me half of that. So I have 2d6. We're just going to go with that. All right, so that's 8. I'm um, actually sorry. Nope, just kidding. He's immune to psychic damage. What the He's hell? gonna do this the entire time, I guarantee it. Gotcha. <laughs> you see it has absolutely no effect. And he, and, 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 I have and, been I have and, been looking forward <laughs> to casting this fucking spell. You cast for it so on so long. You did cast it on did the I? past versions yeah. of uh oh, what, okay. you know, so I had using it for Yeah, okay, okay that's exciting. So, you have used put it. I put a note then. next to it. I was like, use this soon. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah. nothing right. so nothing okay. happens. Um, um, any, any other actions on your turn? Yeah. No, that's it. That's so sad. That was so depressing. Sorry. Nope, it's okay. Boss battle. Yeah, no, no, no. Makes sense. Uh, I am I am SOL at this point, so I will wait for my next, next turn to do something. Yeah, no bonus better. actions, no anything else, right? You're good to go? Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna hold on to everything else, so Okay, cool. Yeah, at the end of your turn actions. at the end of your turn, uh oh, Dreadwraith Philbert will take a legendary action. Mm. Um you're gonna see him like just effortlessly cast a spell and then uh three illusory duplicates of himself appear and begin floating around in a circle around him. So He's cast mirror image. Yeah, what is he? That's uh, Mort wannabe. Yeah, I was gonna say he's Mort. Okay, just expand that slot and perfect, cool. Um, moving on to Boris. I mean, okay, this isn't an actual stat. How far could Boris throw something? 
Let's say, you know, for random example, like a muffin. Well, I would probably put it in the like. I'd probably give it to. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> what I'd, range? I'd, something like that. 30 to 60 would make the most sense to me. Okay. Unless it was like magically propelled. No, it's just a muffin. Can I put a muffin now, in a crossbow? Um, I mean, the crossbow would just the crossbow would just like 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 the the string from the crossbow would just slice the muffin in half. Like, what kind of muffin are we talking about? I didn't I didn't specify flavors on my list of muffins. I'm just looking at things I can throw at these various future filberts to figure out which one is real. You could just try to shoot the. Yeah, I guess I could just keep an arrow in my You know, with the the, the actual, like, ammunition that the crossbow uses. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so between us and future Filbert, is it just, like, you know, 120 feet of football field? Or, like, what's what's the... Is there shit to hide behind or, like, scuttle near? It's like the destroyed remains of when the thing went sideways, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, mean, were you talking about close to where future filbert is well, between us and future filbert so like okay boris like is debris. On there is debris kind of all over the place um nothing that's going to be i mean like if you're on hector it's going to be a little harder for you to hide but you you could probably find a way to do it you might even be able to go behind like one of the still the, the trees that are still standing in the plaza and like stand straight up on uh on hector right and try to just like you know what i mean like stay behind like the the trees like profile yeah, okay. I mean, Boris is going to try to get as close as she can. I know Hector has a 60-foot moving speed, but let's, you know, realistically... You have I'm trying a 60-foot move speed, yes. Yeah, but I'm also trying Higher. to, like... I'm not going 60 feet straight towards him, right? I'm, like, I'm trying to, like, use cover. Serpentine, serpentine. Yeah, so that would probably put you still about 80 feet out from where he's flying, because he's, he's also 30 feet in the air, right? So, like, um, yeah. So 80 you're feet about, away. You're about 80 feet out from him. I how far can my crossbow shoot? Let's see. Yeah, why not? I I load my hand crossbow, I guess, and shoot a, a arrow at one of the one of the filberts that are hovering okay. around together. Which so at 80 feet, it's at disadvantage. Right. Um, so, uh, I would like for you to, before you roll your attack roll, just roll a straight d20. Oh no, I have to roll a d20, excuse me. Ah. This says if I have three duplicates, I have to roll a six or higher for the change the attack's target to a duplicate. However, I rolled a four. So make your attack roll against the real future Filbert with your crossbow. Disadvantage is two times that I take the worst right. roll, right? Okay, so mm-hmm. that's, yeah. Uh, and I have advantage with those. Okay, so 20 is the actual answer in the end. Never mind, because advantage. Oh. Plus it. Okay. Tend to hit. So if you if you were to have disadvantage and then gain advantage, they mm-hmm. cancel each other out and you just roll one die. Oh. So if you would otherwise have disadvantage and then gain advantage, you just have Well, I don't gain advantage. I have advantage. my thing where my roll can't be less than 10. It's, that's for reliable talent for things you're proficient in. We're talking about attacks now, not skills. Right. I always forget that doesn't apply to this. Okay, 12. 12 is the answer then. Yeah, 12 does not actually you hit him at all. Yeah, okay. Nope. Do I figure out that one of the ghosts is a ghost or does it not matter? It doesn't matter. It's just whether it's, it's just I rolled a d20 to see whether or not an, an attack hits a duplicate and then the duplicates have a specific AC and then if they get hit, then they're destroyed. All right. 
Well, with my bonus action, I hide behind the tree that I'm standing near. Or sounds the good. tree that I'm standing near. Yep, that sounds good. Cunning action <laughs> to hide. Um, that's it, that's uh, at the end of your turn, Filbert, or future Filbert will take a legendary action. Um, and he's going to cast Fireball targeting the center of the uh, group of like 100 soldiers. So I'm going to make a dexterity mm. like save or like a save for like the group. See what happens. That's not good for them. The fireball uh, definitely, you know, contacts, you know, like this stick the center of the group and the army itself um, does sustain about 30 casualties. And now we're going to go to his turn. God damn it. Red Wraith Filbert um, looks over the army that stands against him, the Modron that are near him, and then the group of you as he was just monologuing, right, moments before this, and 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 says, "Submit now. This will this this will be much easier if you just go willingly." And um, he's going to. Oh, what's a fun spell to use here? Please be nice. Please be nice. Oh, I've had an entire campaign of being nice. I said, <laughs> please. He is going to fly from where he is. He's got a he's got like a 90 foot fly speed, so he's just going to hover straight over the army now. So uh, Boris, he's about 30 feet from you now, like straight up. Um, and about here, probably about like 70 feet from the rest of the party. And he's going to look down at, uh, eeny, meeny, miny, who did something against him? Quinn. Yeah, I felt that was coming. Is Quinn anywhere near me? You were invisible last I checked. I can't remember where you ended up. Was I invisible? For a little he did bit. just he did just finish monologuing about speak about submitting. So, um, Quinn, you feel a beguiling energy flow across your mind. I would like for you to make me a wisdom saving throw. How far are you from me? Is he t- is he ten feet away? Seven, I... seven, seven. Who? Quinn? Quinn is yeah. Quinn is within your 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 aura of happiness. All right, you can add four to your roll, Quinn. Wisdom? Wisdom saving throw, right? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. Oh. Ah! I don't even want to touch it. Can you see it at all? Yes. 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 Yeah, we saw it. Ah! That's a natural twain. Ah! Ah! All right. I needed that. Like, I don't think a 19 um, even would have helped. Wow. Incredible. Uh, uh, plus you, four, 24. <laughs> you, su- you succeed on the save against Dominate Monster. Oh, thank God, because I am only dominated thing. by certain people. Okay. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Cause he gets, oh, he gets that to was cast. Freaking lucky. Sorry, guys. All right. He gets to cast multiple spells in a turn. So now he's mad that you resisted that and will attempt <laughs> to cast Disintegrate targeting you. No! <laughs> A thin green ray springs. Green from ray, green ray. 
from his his finger pointing at you. Uh, you please make a dexterity saving throw. Connor. Okay. 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 You also get to add four to this. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, 28. 28 passes. Uh, does it still do, do damage? Wow. Very good. Very good. <laughs> that was so scary. No, this is this is an this but, is an all or nothing. This is a this is an all or nothing spell. So if it's a if it's a, if it's a passed save, you're good to go. Because if it was a failed save, it's ten d six plus forty four damage. Um, also, I feel like That's I wasted good. two good rolls, so I'm really scared for the next. No, time. you probably saved your own life that, twice. I would. Yeah, I was gonna say I would not call that. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Because that's if disin- if disintegrate deals enough damage to kill you, you cannot be revivified. You can only be brought back by true resurrection or wish because you're literally reduced to a pile of fine gray dust. Oh, so, wow. you know, uh, good job. Wow. Um, he gets wow. to cast a cantrip as well. Um, so he will then. Oh I'm going to eeny, meeny, miny, mo this one. There's five of you. I don't have I'm a too five. powerful for him. Oh, there's Japanezer too. I can make him a target. He doesn't like Ebenezer either. That's going to be Pregnart. You're going to get a... Is he within range? I said 70 feet. Nope, that's 60 feet. Oh, he's just out of range for that Ray of Frost. I guess it's going down at one of the, nice. one of the soldiers below him. Um, and yeah, that'll hit with a 23. And I mean that soldier nice takes little, not me soldier. Why is he going after me? I'm he nice. couldn't go after you because he, you're out of range. So he just shot a soldier below him that hit, and uh, they're not dead though. Um. Hey, any other fun stuff he could do? Any other abilities? Ah, yes. As his final action, he will attempt to. Uh, you see him then start swirling the scythe around at the sort of pile of dead, like an ashy bodies that were affected by the fireball. And um, 20 of the 30 casualties raise as whites, huh. as, un- as undead, and begin now fighting the soldiers. I mean, the, the soldiers still have them surrounded because they were raised in the center of them, but 20 of those 30 are now raised as undead under his control. That's not good. Love that. The Dread Wraith targets the Dread Wraith targets uh, one or more humanoids within 30 feet of it that have been dead for no longer than 10 minutes and died violently. Each target rises as a white and you can have no more than 20 under his control at one time. So 20 of those 30 are now his butts. Answer. The whites ruin everything. Yeah. So Um, so are they like wearing dockers and New Balance trainers listening to Yacht Rock? W.I.G.H.T. Like the undead creature. Although they are very pale. Yeah, they ruin they ruin everything. <laughs> I just want to clarify. Um, my holy avenger gives me advantage on checks against spells, not saves, right? Well, checks against would be saves. Okay, so I have a ten foot aura where we all have advantage against saves. Advantage against saves against spells that are just targeting. saves in general, and then we add four on that. Okay, that's good to know. So, <laughs> so let it let it be known. Being near Jarell is the play. <laughs> um, that sounds good. I think that's enough fun Filbert things. His legendary actions, I believe, uh, yep, at the start of his turn, are recharged. So uh, we are now going to move on to Ebenezer's turn. Ebenezer. Oh, regular Ebenezer. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Still going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Current present day good ally Ebenezer. <laughs> Not Dreadwraith Filbert from the future. 
His name is Ebenezer Jr. Anyway, it's not though. Like we established, laughs. We no, we're not cueing any laughs. We're cueing the crickets. Cue the laughter. Cue the cricket track. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Um, but no. Instead, uh, present day Ebenezer, your ally. Um, with he says, "Okay, Philbert, just like I showed you, give me a hand." And they begin waving their wands together, and then within a a, a ten-foot sphere, just this globe. Forms around Ebenezer, and he says, "Like get in here if if you if you want to live." Um, as he casts uh, Globe of Invulnerability at eighth level. So uh, any of you who are ten feet, because as, as to not be shown up by Jarrell, uh, anyone any of you who are uh, <laughs> uh, ten feet uh, within the, this, this ten foot sphere, right? That um, Ebenezer has created. Uh, Cannot be affected by spells of eighth level or lower. The, the the spell could target you within there, but um, it would have no effect on you. And the area in the barrier is excluded from areas of effect by spells. So he's creating a bit of like a spell like shield around him. If you guys are you know under fire and need to need some protection, um, and that's going to be where did we all? Where did you place us all at the beginning? He's gonna, of this, he's gonna, uh, right next to him, but he's gonna run to the center of all of you besides where Boris is, because she's way now. But he's gonna stand, he's okay. gonna stand right in the center of the group of you with Filbert as they're kind of helping the, each other sort of like maintain this concentration. That's really nice of mm-hmm. him. Uh, and then we're gonna move. I'm gonna write down on my uh, on my notes here. I gotta remember to write him a thank you note at the end of this uh, <laughs> combat if I am not dead. Um, Jarrell. It is your turn. Yep. And he's how far away from us? 70 feet. Oh, directly above us? Like ahead and up, like 40, I guess 40 feet ahead, 30 feet, whatever. It's 70 feet total. He's just, he's, 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 <laughs> he's, he's 30 feet in the air and 70 sure. feet from you. Uh-huh. Um, spirit guardians. Um, the, 15 foot radius is that like it's not a dome like how tall tall, high up can they go uh what does the spell say it says 15 foot radius around me yeah around you so they would be surrounding you the whole time like you can't move them i don't think right it's just whenever a creature enters that 15 foot space they go around me yes they are around you okay in a 15-foot um, radius. <laughs> Ebenezer, can you move us inside of this ball? What, what What? do you mean? Can you take all of us at the same time in this ball and move us, or, or the both of you, perhaps, with Silver's help? I could move the ball to follow you. This is... It's surrounding me. I can't right. move it away from me. I wonder if we could just like floating orb of death towards him. <laughs> I thought that'd be cool. <laughs> but I will. We will try to. We, we will try to move with you. All right. So then what do I want to do for the time being? Is the question because he's too high for most of my stuff. Too high. Uh, Jarrell's greatest nemesis: flying enemies. <laughs> right. <laughs> give, give the undead the ability to fly, and suddenly Jarrell's like, "I can't hit my hit them with my sword. I don't have wings." I still have javelins, though. We should give Jarrell mm. wings at some point, though. I feel like that's like the next step here. I mean, I've flown a couple times. It's been fantastic each time. Gilbert uh, says, 
uh, I mean, Dad, if, like, if you don't need me to concentrate on this, like, I could try to, I could try to help Terrell fly. Now, now, Philbert, uh, uh, I, if you, if, if, if you, if you break concentration here, at this, this, you know, I, I, I can't guarantee our safety from, you know, the, the most dangerous spells. Maybe we can just convince one of the mages down there to do it. I might have something for this. I love that. Okay. In the me- in the meantime, uh, do I just throw one javelin at a time, or I do I throw two because it's two attacks per action, right? Yeah. Does that work with range attacks? I think it does, right? As long as you have multiple javelins, I'd say why the fuck not? I don't care yeah. if the rules say you can't. While we're deciding if we're gonna fly or not, <laughs> Jarrell's <laughs> gonna throw. <laughs> two javelins. <laughs> First is not gonna do anything. Well, depends. It's you tell a me. Thirteen. Nope. And then well, first actually, one... well, actually, first roll me a d twenty for each attack before you okay. roll the attacks because you're attacking mirror images. So the first one, first roll. Oh wait, wait, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm rolling those. So you rolled a. The thirteen was your first attack, right? Mm-hmm. That goes against one of the duplicates, but its AC is let's see, ten plus. Uh, no, it it will it does miss one of the duplicates. Second attack, also hits one of the duplicates. Okay, but that's twenty. Yeah, twenty hits. So one okay. of the duplicates disappears. Oh, it just instantly does. Yep, it dies. The, the, the mirror images have no HP. Like once they're hit, okay. one of them disappears. So now there's only there's two duplicate, uh, two illusory duplicates, and then the real Ebenezer. So there's three. You know, yep. there are future filberts up there. I mean, I need to stop saying Ebenezer. It's future filbert, Dreadwraith filbert. <laughs> Um, time travel. Uh, <laughs> and your third? Do you have three attacks or two? No, two, just two. Just two. Okay. Sorry, fighters have three. Um, okay. Um, so you do manage to, you know, one of the duplicates just pops out of existence. Yep, that's good enough for me right now. In future, Filbert laughs. Um, any other actions on your turn? Or bonus actions or anything like that? Uh, not yet. Cool. At the end of your turn. Um. Dreadwraith Filbert will take a legendary action. Um, he says, Your globe of invulnerability is pitiful, father. And he points at Ebenezer. He's going to cast Dispel Magic at 8th level and burn one his 8th level slot. Oh no, he already burnt it! Never mind! He burnt it on Dominate Monster. He will have to burn his 9th level sp- slot. To dispel oh, magic oh, on the globe of on the globe of invulnerability. Thing. I played myself. Um, so yeah, uh, the globe of invulnerability around Ebenezer is now dispelled, and, and Ebenezer himself just kind of like, oh. like you know, is like kind of knocked back a little bit as the. Uh, can you know, can Gerald like, catch him? <laughs> sure. like, no yeah. worries. Yeah, yeah. You cannot gotcha. be afraid okay. next to me. <laughs> he's not afraid, but he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, well, that's not good. Um, moving on, we are going to go to zero. All right. So I would like to inquire into the possibility of combining duo drones into platforms to bear to uh, bear one or multiple of us forward. No, like, like floating platforms out of them. So we like can like Mario, like, and, yeah, like Bowser fight this guy. I, I like this too much to not let it happen. That is so fucking cool. Because 
if they if they are destroyed, they just turn to dust and suddenly y'all are falling. So perfect. There's a there's a cost benefit slash risk reward thing we got going on here because your platform is, you know, uh, destructible, we'll call it. Um, so, yeah, how many how many are you, I guess, piecing together to create? Because you think oh, about, like, you know, how many of them you could probably squeeze into, like, a, you know, I guess, 10 foot, like, square area. Yeah, let's see. How many? I mean, do depe- I mean it depends. Because <laughs> there's five of you, so you'd actually need like a 15 foot square area, or like a 10 by, or you know, like a 15. So you just need enough to like fit five of you on there, right? So you'd need to make the dimensions enough to fit you all in two ranks, like a fucking JRPG. <laughs> so who would be up front <laughs> if you were to do this? I mean, because everyone's gonna have to get on first before then you start moving it around, right? But yes, you could form some of those Modron into uh, yeah, yes, a, a, yep. a We're just a taking platform. the square, the cubic ones and just jamming Cramming them together. Them together. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that you use like 30 of them to do it to make it a nice solid Great. platform with all of them scrunched together. So I have a 30. That would be your bonus action to command them to do that. They fly towards you and, you know, begin forming the bear, the uh, the platform. Um, so any of you on your turn can use your movement to step onto this platform and then zero on his subsequent turns can move y'all around on this platform of Modron. Huh. As long as they make it. Um, that's your bonus action, zero. Yep. So zero is going to brandish uh, his mighty mechanical crossbow reason and leap somewhat heroically onto this platform that he has now created. Okay. Sounds good. Yep, so we got that, and let's see, range is, uh, what, what's the range about now? Uh, the range is, well, I mean, you're, are you moving the platform? Because if you do, like, no, you're leaving everybody I'm just, behind. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so you put the platform where it is. in yeah. front of you. If yeah. You move to the front of it. I mean, you're essentially advancing like 15 feet. Yep. So you're now 55 feet from him. Okay. I mean, that was all right. And uh, let's see. One of the mirror images is down. Can I take a shot at one of each of the mirror images and the real? Well, one? you you make three shots. I determine which ones they hit. Oh, okay. So and for your told, fir- we shall do. So roll. We'll do one at a attack at a time. So first attack. Um, is hitting a duplicate. So let me see the result. Oh, uh, that's a 19 on the die. So if that's the a duplicate, duplicate is destroyed, is really obliterated. Yep. Um, second attack will be wasting crits already. <laughs> uh, the second attack will be actually at the real future Filbert. And that's a nat one. Oh my God. Womp womp. Okay. I mean, the fact that you know this is uh, this is as difficult combat as it is. So, um, what I will say is that <laughs> one of the, that arrow sails off and actually strikes one of your Modron and destroys it. So you're one short of one of the ones in the back that were not part of the platform. All right, just for that, the last one's a sharpshooter shot. Okay, and that one will be going against the duplicate. And it's going to be a 14. 
14 on the die. Sharpshooter would make that just a plus seven, so 21. That's still enough. The duplicates are all gone. Only the future yeah. Filbert, the real one, remains. Good shit. All right. Anything yep. else? Nope, that's my action economy. Okay, cool. At the end of your uh, turn, another legendary action will be taken. And future Filbert will attempt to fire a fireball at you, Zero, and your platform of Modron. So your inmates two dexterity saves. What They will both use your dexterity, like your dexterity save bonus, but you're making one for yourself and one for the Modron that you are that are part of your platform, as well as, let's see, I mean, Fireball has a quite a nice radius to it. So uh, two, 20 foot radius. Yeah, I'd say the rest of you are in that as well. So everyone else make me deck saves besides uh, anybody forest. next to me gets an advantage plus four. <laughs> I will roll saves for Filbert and Ebenezer as well. Um, let's see the platform. Is, well, what's your range is what, 30 feet or 10 feet, John? Jarl. 10. 10 feet. For the, yeah, for the really the, good stuff. Yeah, being on the platform would have me out of that range. All right. It's okay, though. Let's see. Oh, hey, there's one. I wasted a crit. Do we still take damage on a success? Sure do, unless you have something that yeah, says I otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Zero, what's, what is what is your deck save, and then what is your Modron's deck save? So mine is a 10 plus 4, which is a... Uh, and that's with advantage plus the 4 he gave you? No, I am outside of the 10 feet because four. I... Yeah, so uh, I'm on the feet, platform, feet. so okay, I'm okay, on okay. range. Okay. So, yeah, 10 plus 4, 14 for myself, and a uh, 19 plus 4, 23 for the platform. The Modron are able to disperse. You don't really drop down too far, right? Because they're still kind of ground. You just drop down to the step that they were below. You're going to take the full damage. The Modron will disperse um, and take half of this, but I have a feeling it's still going to kill a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, Quinn, what did you get? I ended up with a 16 that includes that's a, uh, that's a fail yeah um Pregnart. got a 25 okay that's a pass and Jarrell uh, net 20 no right. right so those of you who failed will take 35 fire damage ouch uh those of you who passed um will be taking 17 oh yeah, bye bye temp hp um, yeah, the Modron had temp HP too, so we'll say that that blasted their temp HP, and if they take any more damage, they're probably dead. Okay. Um, that's his legendary action, Pregnart. We're on to you, my guy. I am. How far away from uh, Ebenezer Jr. am I? <laughs> 70 feet currently you can get it you can you, you, you could move another essentially 15 feet or 10 feet closer if you want to step onto the platform that of modron that have been created by zero 
then I can move back into like the uh, the shell of whatever. The shell is gone. It was dispelled. Oh. Well, shit. But I did have to burn um, future Filbert's ninth level spell slot to do it. So consider yourselves lucky. All right. Well, I am going to cast Mage Armor. Yep. Um. So that that gives you a then you know that gives you a, like a you know bonus to your AC because you're not wearing any armor. Yeah. Okay. And then I am going to step just within range so I can use a uh, ray of frost. Yeah. So, which so is you, a sixty feet range. So you did you quicken spell your mage armor? Because it's yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. That's fine. I'm going to use quicken spell after that. Yeah, you would use Quicken Spell to use Mage Armor as a bonus action, and then your action would be to cast your cantrip. That's right. That's what I'm doing, Fran. That sounds good. Let's. So you're going to try to hit him with a Ray of Frost. I think that you have to make yeah. that attack roll, correct? Yes. Okay. Wait. Yep, ranged spell attack. So that would use your spell cast to attack bonus. Or spell cast. Oh, yeah, I just have to roll to hit, yep, right? that's it. Can I do that at an advantage? Uh, don't. Is anyone giving you advantage on this attack roll? No. Hedrick? No. Oh, I thought that's how. I thought that's it what um, Hedrick was doing. Temporary HP is what he gave you. You all had 20 temporary HP. And advantage. What was the advantage? I have advantage from others. I, there was I have an advantage, advantage from a couple things. You have advantage on attacks. saves against spells if you're within 10 feet of Jarrell. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I rolled. Hang on. Oh, my attack modifier is... Okay, yeah, that's a 26. Ooh, 26 hits. And he's going to get... Because it's a ray of frost, and you are a, you're at 15th level, so you would be rolling... Yeah, so I'll get 3d8. Because it's, yeah. That's a 1. That's an 8. 2. That's a 6. It's a three. 17 damage. 17. You will see that he does resist some of that, but does take uh, eight gold damage. Does his speed yes. still get reduced by 10? It does, so he can fly 80 feet now. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Just whittling that, whittling that speed down. Little by little, and then I, I, I move back away from him. Okay. Sounds good. See you next to Jarrell um, again? Yep. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, the army will now take its uh, take a take their actions. Um, they're going to make a concerted you're gonna see a like a bunch of them ready their arrows and fire. And then a few spells will be sort of shot out from that group as well. Um, they're gonna be rolling against something here. Hey, yeah, they managed to get some damage into Dreadwraith Filper. He said he does. Uh, you see that he does kind of swat away some of just like the the typical bows, but those those are the arrows that you saw streaking with magical energy and stuff do kind of hit him. He does take some damage, um, and he takes thirty uh, from that volley. Okay, uh, Quinn, we're at the top of initiative. It's your turn, buddy. Okay, who's around me? Everybody except for Boris. Boris, who is, right? Who is who is hiding behind a tree? <laughs> One, two, three. So there's four of us. So I'm going to 
since since synaptic static is clearly not going to do. Well, you know now. Yeah. You know. Uh, I'm going to use my other fifth level to actually cast enhance ability. I'm going to so at fifth level I can actually uh, use this on four creatures. Um, so I'm going to use some some movement as well to tap on Zero, Jarrell, and Pregnart, as well as myself. Um, and he says, uh, there's always a hidden owl in knowledge. So he casts Owl's Wisdom on all of us. So we now have advantage on wisdom saving throws. That's good. So there's your advantage, everybody. <laughs> um, and I am also going to give Bardic Inspiration to zero. Because, Jarrell, you're not really able to get to him yet, right? Zero, no. No, Jarrell, you're not. Oh, I, you're I, not. I can't. I'm way far from hitting him. Yeah, I can yeah, only yeah. hit him with. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give Bardic Inspiration to zero for now. Um. So he says. Uh, I always forget I have Bardic Inspiration, which is ridiculous because it's, <laughs> it's like, like my thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I always felt like because um, Hedrick always had better inspiration than I did. Uh, but now I feel like in honor of him, I can take over that role again. Um, I can't get to the quotes. So I'm just going to say um, zero. Do what you do well. Create machines. Um, and uh, you now have D10 Bardic Inspiration. Fantastic. Thank you. You are welcome. Uh, and that is my turn. Um, at the end of your turn, there's one more legendary action he can use, so might as well use it now. Uh, he will cast a spell. Wolf. Uh, I'm save some of these just in case. So we're just going to go with something nice and easy. Uh, zero. He will cast Magic Missile, targeting you. These little rays of little like little magic darts fly out to you. There's uh, only three, but. Straight damage. Oh my god. All ones. So two, four, six <laughs> force damage. Snake eyes on 3d4. Ouch. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on to Boris. Okay. Boris is going to briefly assess the terrain between herself and future Filbert, Ebenezer, Jr., Dread, Wraith, Darth, um, and <laughs> see uh, if there is a path she thinks she can take, or a path that I think I could take, like, and, and stay hidden the entire time. Based on Boris's judgment, does it look like it's more open space between myself and future Filbert? He's or in the more air. like cover. So, I mean, the air is pretty open. You know, the air is pretty open. But if she was going to try to, like, you know, ground it to get directly underneath him. There are soldiers and whites doing battle in that center area. So there's 
people you can weave between, but I mean, you're still going to kind of stick out like a sore thumb on in that you're riding a spider crab. And yeah, he's going to see me. I'm that. not going to be able to do a sneak attack at the end of that, basically, is what I'm. I mean, I could. Hmm. Hmm. It's fine. I don't think it's really plausible. Yeah, Boris is going so. to assess that she doesn't think she can. Even Boris doesn't think she can sneak around on the twelve-foot crab. So, uh, after assessing that briefly, she's going to pull out her hand crossbow or her okay. secondary crossbow because she's got two. So let's just okay. get into the second one. And uh, I also forgot that I have poison bolt. So pop a poison bolt into it instead of a regular. Might as one. well try. Okay. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna fire at future Filbert from behind the tree, so sneakily. Okay, you see that the crossbow bolt um, sails at him and just bounces right off. The non-magical crossbow, right? Are they plus one hand crossbows or any of that matter? Or are they just regular hand crossbows? It's not a bitch. It's just a regular hand crossbow. Yep, the bolt just bounces right off of him. It's incinerated by the flame he's enwreathed by, by before it even reaches him. Yeah, neither of them is a plus one. Uh, okay. It was easy. I mean, when he had duplicates, that was fine, right? Because you would still hit the duplicate and pop it, but it's, it's just Oh, yeah, him. that makes sense. Um, probably should have used my dagger. Um, if, how tall is the tree I'm hiding behind? Um, Probably about... 20 feet tall. Cool. It's not a big one. It's like a decorative, like, you know, tree in a plaza. It's not like a, you know, like old tree. This was one that was like moved here as like a. Is there enough floof left to it to be Heidi in the tree? I mean, you were hiding behind it. You can, if you're, you're trying to go like inside of it with the crab. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Hector's going to like climb this tree and then kind of just try to get as high as he can. And, you know, Make like a tree with all of his crab legs. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to make you, I am going to make you just roll me a nominal stealth check, even though it's not necessarily going to matter too much because you're very good at those. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what I get for a stealth check here. Oh, wait, my camera doesn't. Okay. Yep. Another one. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, so at uh, 35, but that's a nat 20. 35. You, Hector, and the tree are one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, future Filbert couldn't even figure out where that crossbow bolt came from if he tried. <laughs> um, although he actually might, but it's fine. Uh, it's fine. Uh, that's great. Well done. Anything else on your turn? That was your hide. That was your action, right? Think we're think we're done with your action economy? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that counted as my my bonus action. The Dreadwraith. Dreadwraith Filbert will take his turn. He's going to fly confidently straight down into the group of you and hover about, I don't know, 10 feet over your heads just to kind of taunt you melee folks. And you're going to see that he, um, you see him almost like, you know, reach back, like his shoulders go back, his arms go up, and then he emits this piercing reek. All of you need to make me constitution saving throws, except for Boris. Um, what is this going to be an advantage? A piercing what? A piercing shriek. It is a piercing shriek. He emits a howl from beyond. Is this a check against a spell? It is a bit. Is it an ability, not a spell? OK, but I'll still give you guys the the plus four on it. Um, 
from Jarrell's thing. You know, you're gonna need all the help you get, so. And you get advantage because you're all within Jarrell's like influence circle. And I'm gonna make checks for past Filbert and Ebenezer as well. What kind of checks were they? Constitution saving throws. We're we're rolling with advantage, you said? Yes. Okay. Oh, we are with advantage. Um, Do you say we're rolling with advantage or we are just getting the plus four? Both. Okay. Oh, now, okay. where does this advantage come from? The Holy from? Avenger that Jarell is carrying his sword. Right. It's oh. 10 feet and you have not moved onto the platform, correct, uh, Jarell? I haven't been able to move yet, no, since you okay. started making the platform. I'm So I'm outside of that, so I don't have the advantage. Do, um, is, does the plus four still have a, a longer range than uh, that 10 feet, though? No, they're both 10. Oh, crap. Eh, 15 would still be out of it, I think. I've moved 15, and I wasn't immediately adjacent to you when I started moving. So I'd be at least 20 feet out. But it's okay. I will have to settle for 19 on the die plus 9 for 28. 28 is very good. That's helpful. Quinn, what'd you get? A 21? That is exactly what you needed. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> Thank God. I'm getting Ragnar. lucky. 22. You're a lucky dog yourself. Jarrell. Uh, I have a 19, but I have a feeling this does something to me that I might be immune to or have advantage on. Um, you tell me, do you have something that, do you have advantage on things that drop you to zero hit points? Oh, just dead? <laughs> Not dead, zero hit points. I have advantage on paralyzed and stun and stuff like that. I didn't know it was just going to. I mean, you already had advantage, right? On the save, because of your whole the Avenger. Um, right? Yeah. Yep, I'm immune to disease and immune to being frightened, but not... Not immune to things that would uh, instantly drop you to zero? Nope. Like death magic? Zero? Great, cool. Yes, anyone who rolled below a 21, including Ebenezer, drop to zero hit points and are fighting for their lives as this... as, like, their their minds are assaulted. The rest of you take 45 psychic damage. Ah! Oof. I have to roll to recharge this, so like, and it's it, it does not recharge easily, but or I had a feeling that. this was going to do something. So uh, Filbert looks over, and, like you know, oh, like he's like you know, his mind is assaulted, but then he sees his dad just like drop unconscious next to him, and he's like, no, no, he's freaking out. But I was saying Ow. it's very good that most of you passed that check. I had a feeling. That you would with all with all of Jarell's stuff. Um, the Mo- the Modron are unaffected, as this would be a mind affecting thing, and they are immune to that. Um, you'll also see that. Let's see, because I was within thirty feet of it. Uh, yeah, you know, we have a few soldiers drop dead too. Okay, and then he just begins to cackle. Um, that was his big action. So I'm going to go ahead and just. Uh, end his turn there because he only has to do one of those and no other multi-spell bullshit. Um, so we're on to Jarrell. He's ten feet above you, taunting you. Yeah, but I'm at zero hit points. 
Yes, so you're going to make me a death save. Right. <laughs> That's all I can really do. All right, it has to be above a 10. 10 or better. Yeah, okay. I am What'd above you? 10. What did you get? 11. Oh, 11's good. <laughs> That's one. Add one to the success column. He will stand up if someone provides him magical healing. Same with um, past Ebenezer, um, who, again, is also making death saves on his turn. Um, all right, that's it for Jarrell. So see. Oh, it's actually I'm sorry. I'm supposed to take Ebenezer's turn. He's making a death save as well and passes Ugh, one of them. Uh, moving on to uh, Philbert is going to try to do something on that turn because I realized I didn't really do anything for him. He's going to, uh, you know, just like you're, you're going to see him start to get like, like real pissed. And he's like, no, guys, we have to save him. I can't. We can't lose him like this. Uh, hold on. I remember what he taught me. I can do this. And he holds up this brand new wand that, you know, uh, Boris gave to him. And he casts Globe of Invulnerability himself at sixth level. And now again, there's a 10 foot globe of protection against six level spells or below um, that surrounds like the 10 feet around where Filbert is. And he rushes next to his dad. So and just like trying to like, you know, like, get, like, not like, come on, dad, you got to get up. So um, most of you are still within this, you know, globe of invulnerability. So if you need, you know, if you feel the need to, you can step into that and be protected from any spells being thrown your way. Uh, we're going to move on to Zero. Zero is going to move the platform in such a way that an edge is uh, inside of the globe of invulnerability, and I can be on that edge and be able yep. to load people from the globe onto the platform if necessary. You could just step onto it and now be in melee range of, you know what I mean? Because you get to step up, and now suddenly yeah. you're five feet taller, right? If you just can yeah. climb up there. I don't even need to fly the platform. I just need to climb on top of it. Yep. It's primitive Fortnite. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yes, you could you could you could do that. Um, that's that's your bonus action. Well, fantastic. Yeah, we'll do that as the bonus action. As the regular action action, we will um, commence with the shoesting. Um, uh, it's going to be three shots. Uh, sharpshooter with the uh, with reason. OK, let's see him. Let's see. First one is going to be seven. And actually, I got it wrong last time. It's plus eight, not plus seven. So seven plus eight is 15 against armor class. Won't that do probably it. Probably will not. Nor will the six on the die. Let's see what number three does for us. There we go. 19 on the die. That's a crit. Nice. Yeah, the crit um, obviously yeah. works. So let's see that damage. OK. Hey, and it is uh, D10 plus 10 plus six. So let's see, that's 14 plus six. That is 20 magical piercing damage. He takes all of it. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's my move bonus action and action. Okay. Anything else? Nope. Good to go. Um, legendary action at the end of your turn. Dreadwave Filbert will consume all of his legendary actions to disrupt life. 
Um, each living creature within 60 feet of him must make a constitution saving throw. Now that I am in the bubble, I am within uh, Jarrell's range. I can take my. Yes, this is not a spell. This is not a spell, but you will take your advantage and plus four. No. Boris uses a lucky. Okay. I am also going to use my lucky feet on this. Okay, that's much better. Um, Does that mean I roll both again? I think you just re- like take one of the die that you rolled and roll that one again. So just pick one and roll it again. Fuck. Okay, Zero, what'd you get? 32. Oh, wow, okay. 19 <laughs> on the die, plus nine, plus four. Um, Quinn? What was your one, best? One second. Uh, oh, he's thinking. I don't know what else to do. All right. Um, I'm just going to take it. 15. Horace? 20. 19 on the die plus one. I'm too far away for the plus four. Ragnart? Nice. Uh, that is 26. 26 will do it. Uh, Jarrell, you kind of automatically fail this, so you're going to take one failed death save. And so will Ebenezer. Um, Gilbert manages the pass. Good for him. Oh, yeah, I guess um, I need to Hector, too, right? Um, for the sake of Hector, no. Okay. Well, actually, yeah, fuck it. Give me a give me a. Just uh, give me a, give me a D20 roll and we'll do it for Constitution. And I'll give it like a plus. Five. We got a ten, so okay. I mean, he's boned. He's boned. Um, yeah, give him like hundred HP. I'm pretty sure, so you're okay. Yeah. Um, you're gonna take. Uh, adding thirty-five necrotic damage for those of you who failed, which would be um, anyone below a twenty. Oh. And then anyone who was above, was 20 or above, will be taking uh, half that. So 22. Wait, you said 35 necrotic damage? Correct. So 17, 18. 17. 17. I don't know how I'm still alive. (laughs) Okay. Pregnart. Some bad shit's happening here, buddy. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Well, I'm not casting Earthquake. You're not casting Earthquake, okay. I'm not casting Earthquake, uh, so I'm going to cast Sunbeam at 8th level. Oh my god. Yes. Because I did already... I did cast Sunbeam at 6th level already, correct? Uh, In our last combat? I think that's what it was. Yeah, you didn't power it up any higher than that. 8th level. Okay. Yes. Let's. So So that's 8d8 then? Um, does he have to make a save? Is that how that works? You got it. Well, we got it. Uh, constitution save. Right, we got to address that first, right? So. Yes, Constitution save. Uh, he would have failed, but he will use his legendary resistance uh, that he still has some uses of to pass that save. Crap. However, 
It's you still create the sunbeam. It's just there, right? And he takes half as much damage. All right. So let's see it. And isn't blinded. He's not blinded. However, does it? it does it? Uh, what, when, what does it does say that undead and oozes? Is he a little a little bit undead? Very much so. Well, it says undead and oozes have have disadvantage on this. Again, I, I I chose to pass it. Right. Because I can yeah. just do that. Okay. Um, Shit. So he will take half as much. However, you will notice that the burning radiance from this spell uh, steers his uh, unholy form. And he will take, because it's half on a success, yet he's vulnerable to radiant damage. He will take the full damage. Yeah. We take nice. half it and then we double it. So we just make it the same. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we, yeah, we simulated it. <laughs> um, Let me now. Uh, does does, does sun, sunbeam also like creates light? Right? Like it's it's it's, it's like it's you're essentially creating like sunlight. Am I wrong? Um, yeah, it is a beam of sunlight. Like the light is sunlight. It says it right here in the spell. Yes, what? Yeah, I just said that. This beam, I just said this that. beam that is now burning from your head, you can see that the dread wraith filbert is like, like hissing at the sunlight <laughs> itself. <laughs> nice. Um, and there's going to be some effects because of that. As long as that blinding beam of light is shining above you and you are within like the the sunlight range, right? Um, you are you some, mm-hmm. something as bad is happening to Dreadwraith Filbert while he is in this direct sunlight. I love it. I love to hear it. Uh, I just need concentration, and it will last for up to one minute. Okay. And what was the damage? And I can't see. I can't see it. Do I get extra rolls on this for casting it two levels higher? Um. What? Well, let's see. When you're casting it at that level, if we look at the spell of Sunbeam. It does not have any sort of at higher levels condition, so no. But still roll me the 6d8 radiant damage, as it will be taking all of that. I'm using an online dice roller, because I do not have 6d8s. That is a 27. Ooh, yeah, 27 is good. He takes all of that 27 damage. Okay. Good job. And now the, how's he looking? He's uh, how's Ebenezer Junior looking? I mean, he looks he looks like you know you've definitely y'all have definitely heard him, but he's even though this sunlight is like fucking him up, and he's like really like he's he's you know he's he started to show some signs of weakness. He's still very much um, in control of this battle. Like he's not fighting for his life or anything like that. Um, and now we're gonna move on to the army, which is now gonna descend upon those whites that were risen under his control and utterly decimate them. Um, but it does take their full attention as they are a bit stronger than the, your typical rank-and-file person. Um, so the army is preoccupied with dealing with those undead, but they are now dealt with. Um, and as we go to the... As, as we, you know, reach the bottom of initiative again and about to go to the start, um, this is about as good as place as any to pause this combat mm-hmm. here and call it for the week. Our gang is on the ropes. Out of curiosity, for the audience, what's everyone's HP at? No bueno. Uh, zero? How m- None of your business. Zero, how much do you have left? 37. 
in a row. Mm-hmm. Quinn, how much do you got left? 30. Okay, Boris, how much do you have left? Uh, 85, whispers the tree in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jarrell, you're at zero still. Pregnar, what do you have left? 44. Okay, yeah, I mean, definitely have taken some hits. You know, there's there's been some damage spread around here. You guys are looking a little worse for wear in the... Uh, yeah, I mean the army's gonna try to back you up, but they were a little preoccupied because these these you know these undead were rising, and and uh, their for, you know, these their former friends were essentially rising up against them. So it's pretty intense. Um, hopefully, y'all can turn the tide next week. Someone needs to heal Jarrell because this is the opportunity to smash, and uh, he can't smash right now. Don't look at me. Oh. I can't shoot someone back to positive HP. <laughs> if only, right? Uh, I don't think I can save him. You don't have any cure wounds left? I have... I don't think I have cure wounds anymore. No one has any healing potions? Mm-mm. No one's bought a healing potion in like four years, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I... Yeah, I think I got rid of my cure wounds when I could switch. You dropped cure wounds? <laughs> Oh no! Yeah. I'm literally the only one that can heal myself, and <laughs> and the healer's I, down. I have some god wine. No. That might help. Worth a try. Uh, but we'll have to find out next week. So, in the meantime, you can come yell at me for making this too hard on the internet. Uh, I we are on such places as Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes. We're also on Facebook and Reddit just for Hapless Heroes podcast. Uh, a lot of those places that will point you to where we do the majority of our internet socializing with our audience, and that is our Discord server. Um, it's just a cool, like, you know, it's, it's just like a just gigantic chat server where we have all these different discussion channels to talk about you know, all the things you want, like whether it's specific episode discussions that we spoiler tag to, you know, just showing us pictures of your awesome pets to, to talking about delicious food and food crimes and things adjacent to that and whatever it is a bunch of nerdy stuff like we have a great community in there we encourage you to be a part of it so just check out any of our social media links for an invites to that um and if you really really like us we'd love if you left us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice every review helps us grow in the ranks just gets us more visibility makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside too which is just you know i mean that's really why you're doing it right uh, and if your podcast service doesn't allow you to leave reviews, like say some nice things, we have a, we have a channel in our Discord server that we just mentioned um, that's called Five Stars that you could just, you know, like leave us a review or email us at episodeheroes.gmail.com and we'll read it on the air, say some nice things about you and, you know, we'll just keep this cycle of positivity rolling. Um, but if you really, really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash episodeheroes. Have a whole bunch of rewards behind the scenes audio bloopers like you know i we, we we typically start the recordings a little bit before the episode begins so all the discussions and things things that we have if we find them funny or interesting enough we clip those things and we we just put them right up there for you we also have a bunch of the acapellas that hedrick has performed and you know hell if any of you patron patreon donors are out there and have any sort of remix like music production talents uh i'm challenging any of you to remix one of those hedrick tunes uh, as a just if you you know my own personal if you really really like us um, it would be super sick um, but yeah check it out see if it's right for you and uh, yeah we appreciate all of you who have been donating to the show it really you know it just means a lot to us and if you like us right now you like us Sally Field and the whole deal um, take a, a baton for fire dancing and light that bad boy on fire and uh 
do a performance of a very impressive fire baton twirling routine on your front yard or sidewalk or balcony or on your roof or whatever means you have to publicly display such a thing with great flair and uh after getting insurance i'm sure no that's (laughs) not necessary and um at at a a safer uh location uh travel there with this routine (laughs) uh and at that location you'll have you'll have a banner that says uh download and listen to hapless heroes podcast and uh at the at the grand finale you'll you'll light that thing on fire yeah the end yeah just just showing us your burning passion really so um you know for this show uh well i guess there's nothing left for me to do besides outro my wonderful cast for you and i finally get to do this again starting on my virtual right we have john playing laura jarell the light until next time (laughs) zach as pregnant that's the sound of the, the sunbeam coming out. <laughs> Nicole as Boris the Butcher. It's all I right, mean, guys. I mean, the, the tree standing in the backdrop. It's all right, guys. We're just happy trees right now. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I will avenge you. And Dave as Absolute Integer Zero. Good night, everyone. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host in DM. We will see you next time. Uh, bye-bye now. Bye. 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 Someone save Terrell.